Welcome to this podcast from the Bay Church. We hope you're blessed by the message. To find out more, please visit our website at www.the-bay-church.org.uk. Wow. It's absolutely great to be back. I love the Bay. I just love it. I love the Bay. I've been to Dubai and uh, visiting my other son and my other, my other grandson and his wife. Um, we had a great time, a couple of weeks in Dubai. Um, they got massive tower blocks in Dubai and they put all the churches in one tower block. It's pretty good, isn't it? So you just kind of go up floor by floor, depending on what kind of church you want. I um, thought that was really interesting. Tell you another thing I thought was interesting. A week before I went, the Pope went, because obviously he knew I was going. And um, do you know what? They closed all the schools down in respect for the Pope. Not amazing. My son was delighted because he's a school teacher. So, so he was delighted. The Pope's coming. They're shutting the schools. Yeah, I get a day off. So, it's an interesting country. They're having a year of tolerance. Yeah, there's an open door there, isn't there? Having a year of tolerance. Maybe they could teach us a thing or two. <laughs> Uh, I'm preaching today on oneness, and uh, for me it's a bit like shooting fish in a barrel, uh, preaching on oneness, because I live oneness and I've lived oneness for a long, 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 long time. Um, So some of the stuff I I was going to say earlier on, I'm not going to say, but I I do feel that I have a word for us as a church, because oneness is key to where we're going as a church. Because without understanding oneness, first in your heart, because that's where it starts. It doesn't start in a church. It starts in your heart. Without understanding oneness in your heart, and then with us collectively, we'll never understand, and I don't think we'll ever move into, an apostolic hub. Because at the heart of an apostolic hub is oneness. And it's actually at the heart of Jesus' prayer, and Jesus too, wants to see oneness in his church. Do you know his prayer's not yet been answered? Unless I'm missing something. His prayer's not yet been answered. And he prayed, Father, for those who have not seen me yet believe. That's you. That there'll be one like we're one. So this isn't about looking at the bigger picture of like how we join up with churches, although I've been doing that for a lot of years. But this is about how you join your heart up in oneness. With a person sitting next to you, with your wife, with your husband, with that dodgy relationship you've got. It's about oneness first. Oneness starts, I'll tell you where it starts. It starts first in your heart, then it starts in your head, then it begins to speak out of your mouth, and then you begin to walk in it. Oneness will not just fall on you. All the believers were together. They had one heart, one mind. No one claimed to have anything of their own possessions. Wow. But they shared everything they had with great power. You see, that verse sets up this verse. Because they were one with great power, the apostles continued to testify of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the grace that so powerfully flowed 
at work within them. No needy person was among them. Some even sold houses and land. You see, you're never going to do that unless you understand oneness. You're just not. And that's why I said it starts in your heart, not your head. Because your head, you're always going to struggle if it starts in your head. You have to receive the revelation in your heart. But then there's some very practical things. It goes to your head and then it comes out of your mouth. You begin to speak and prefer one another in love. It comes out of your mouth. But then you begin to walk in it. I'm, I'm going to absolutely skip a load, but I want to tell you this. There is one body, there is one spirit, there is one hope, there is one Lord, there is one faith, there is one baptism. And God clearly made that known. Clearly made it known. We all participate of one body. One loaf, the Bible calls it. But I want to bring a I'm actually, I don't, I don't feel, I mean, I could give you loads of the stuff, but I feel probably I'm going to, there are tons of examples of oneness in the Bible, tons. One of them is found in Chronicles 25, and it says this in Chronicles 25. Wow. Whatever you read in the Bible, even with Jesus, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, there's always connection with others. Even the cherubim that sits over the meeting place where God was, there's two of them. Come on. There's not one, there's two. There's a real understanding that needs to fall on us, church, that we're not meant to be on our own. In the very beginning, God created Adam and he says, Adam, it's not good for you to be on your own. Do you think God maybe has had a handle on something? And do you know what he done? He took Eve out of Adam. And, he, and Adam began the declaration. He says, now you are bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Do you see the oneness that came? So Eve was always inside Adam. <laughs> she was always there God recognized I want to make you help me I'm going to make you somebody out of who you are because you were always together there was always two in you oh I'm lost in some years but it doesn't really matter there's two in 1st Chronicles 25 it says Verse 6, it says this, all, all these men were, were under the supervision of their fathers huh, for the music of the temple of the Lord. It says with, with cymbals and lyres and harps for the ministry of God's house under the supervision of the king. They were all skilled and trained. And they numbered 288. Now, we have to extend this stage a bit for 288. But I think we could get them in. If we got them to stood up, the cherubim spread their wings over the ark. The priests withdrew from the holy place 
all of the priests who were there had consecrated themselves, listen, regardless of their division. 288 musicians. That's a nightmare. <laughs> priests, bit of a nightmare. And they'd consecrated themselves regardless, irregardless of their division. Do you see what was happening? Listen. The trumpeters and the music, musicians joined in unison to give praise and thanks to the Lord, accompanied by the trumpeters with the cymbals well, and other instruments, and the singers raised their voices in praise to the Lord, and they sang His love endures forever and forever. Then the temple of the Lord was filled with a cloud. I'm, I'm speaking Old Testament. I'm speaking oneness from the Old Testament because it starts at the beginning and it doesn't finish until glory. And in glory, we'll have oneness. It's right the way throughout. But there's a something in the coming together in oneness. This is vital for the vision of this church. It's vital for the vision of this church because actually the nation and this region are waiting of us fully grasping this revelation of oneness so we carry it and I can preach it corporately but you have to catch it individually and then we have to live it corporately because if we do the glory cloud of God will descend on this region and all the priests oh, I look forward to this day could not perform their duties ha huh. Let's get rid of duties and rest in the glory cloud. Come on, I'm up for that. The Lord filled the temple with His glory because the priests and the musicians got into unison. They got into oneness. And they went, you know what? Let's see what happens. I mean, I... I could tell you story after story after story about this. But listen, the, the key to oneness, the Lord's been showing me, one of the keys to oneness is this alignment. You see, you cannot be in oneness unless you're in line. And I don't mean you have to follow the leader. And, I mean in line. In alignment is, is, is a much bigger thing. If you read most of the New Testament... Most of the Old Testament, that there are things God would ask to align you for the miracle. So he spits in somebody's eye and he says, go and wash. The alignment came when he began to walk to wash his eyes. The miracle came after that. <laughs> it's, have a look in the Bible, you'll be amazed how many times, unless you come into alignment... Unless you come into alignment, unless you come into alignment. You see, my vision and my passion for this region and for this church about an apostolic hub isn't just a good idea. I'm trying to come in line with what I've heard from heaven and what I believe I should lead the people in. What if you don't do it, Alan? Well, it doesn't matter because I'm coming in line. It's not my job to do it. It's my job to come in alignment with the word that's being given. But we worry too much about the results. The results will never come unless you're in the line. Well, there's some good ideas. 
but there's some God ideas that he's released. You know, we, we read of the Tower of Babel, really interesting place, but oneness doesn't just work for good, but can work for bad. Have you ever been in a place where you get a lot of grumpy people, but they always seem to congregate together? You ever, you ever, you ever seen that? Gossipers? Gossipers will always congregate together. Because if they find somebody who doesn't want to gossip, what, what, what good's that to them? I don't talk to me about that. I don't, I don't want to gossip about that. I'll go over here. They kind of pool. <laughs> you suddenly get a load of gossipers together in the corner. There's a, there's a power in oneness. I'm telling you. There's a, and, and they learned this at the Tower of Babel. They learned this. They said, let's make some bricks. Bake them thoroughly. Let's use tar, tar for, for mortar. And then they said, come, let us build for ourselves a city, a tower that reaches into the heavens so that we can make a name for ourselves Otherwise, we'll be scattered around the face of the earth. But the Lord, but the Lord, but the Lord, but the Lord came down. <laughs> you see, God recognized something in their oneness to produce something that was evil. And he intervened. Listen to what he says. But the Lord came down to see the city, the tower the people were building. The Lord said, if as one people, wow, speak in the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing their plan will be impossible for them. Wow. What about us, church? What if we got hold of some of this revelation about oneness? What if we began to, to put down our differences and we began to consecrate ourselves to, despite our divisions and we began to put it down and we began to understand this, that in oneness, the glory can come. The glory can come in oneness, just like it did in Acts. Just like it did in Acts. When they were together in one room. When they were together, when the slackers had left. When the people who weren't with them had left. When the people who were worried about losing their lives had left, had gone. And the hardcore people were left. The people that decided, I want this. I'm not playing this. I want it. I'll give my life for it. I want it. When the others had gone and they were together in one place, the Tower of Babel, where God confused their language, was reversed. It was reversed and they began to understand each other's language. Can you see what took place? As they stood together. As they stood together. Actually, as they sat together, probably in fear. The Spirit of God came on their oneness. It's not a really, I haven't got much time, but, but I want to I finish with this. I want to take you to another story in the Old Testament around oneness, but I want to say this to you. This story is about the walls of Jericho, but I want to say this to you. Uh, in Revelation, in, in, in what I've received from this over many years, I, I really believe this that the victory is not in the shout, but it's in the steps. So many times I've heard the story of Jericho, and it's all about the shout. It's all about the shout. If we shout loud enough, if we shout loud enough, if we shout loud enough. Listen, the reason the walls came down was because they came in alignment with the plan that God had set. And they didn't just come in alignment, but they stepped constantly in that alignment of what God had set for them. And being faithful in alignment 
brought them to a place where the shout brought the walls down. But we don't want to talk about steps because steps means action. What we're after is just one touch from the king changes. Listen, it's a great song. But the touch from the king allows you to step into alignment with what he's spoken over your life. So you can walk it out. That's why we've got so many dodgy Christian marriages. Jesus, will you fix me marriage? No, you fix your marriage. Walk it out. Jesus, I'm skinned. Well, do something about it. Walk it out. Jesus, if I start tithing, I haven't got enough money. Well, that's a load of baloney. Start tithing. But all of these require steps. They require you and me to do something. Amelia sent us a, 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 an email yesterday around an article. Was it in the, where was it? It was in some national paper. Daily Telegraph. Daily Telegraph kind of national. And it, do you know, in the, in the supplement, it had a two-page pullout about Whitley Bay. Do you know why? Because for the last 12 years, you and me and others have walked out what it means to see Whitley Bay transformed by the power of God. You see, Whitley Bay was a very different place 10 years ago. The nighttime economy was a very different place 10 years ago till the street pastors decided to walk it out at 3 o'clock in the morning, week by week, shift by shift, time by time, carrying the presence of God in oneness so that the glory of God would come to the streets. It was a very different place. But it requires walking out. It requires being in alignment. It requires us having to do something. God chose Joshua to lead a people into a new land. And they had been in bondage for many, many years. And they come to a place where their new land is beyond these walls. <laughs> Let me ask you, what stands in the way of your blessing? What is it? What fortified city might you call your Jerusalem, uh, your, your Jericho? What is it? And what are the steps you're going to take to see those walls come down? Yeah. So they got close after a lot of years. Oh, how many times have we given up? <laughs> they got close after a lot of years. They could see the walls. They could see how thick they were. They could see how impenetrable they were. They needed something from God to come into alignment with. They needed a word. They needed a word. And listen, once you've got a word from God, it will come to pass. Doesn't matter how long it takes, it will come to pass. You constantly bring yourself in alignment with the word God has spoken over your life. You will see the walls come down. You will see those things that look impenetrable fall down before your very eyes. But it requires you to do something. It requires a step, not a shout. We shout too early. It's a time for you need, you need God's plan to come in alignment. So God said to them, didn't he? We all know the story. 
walk around the walls once a day until the seventh day and then walk around it seven times. <laughs> Maybe they wanted to do something a bit quicker. Can we just walk around it 15 times or something on one day? But they had to follow the pattern to which God had set. When the trumpet sounded, Joshua, <laughs> Joshua 6 and 20, when the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. Wow. So everyone could charge straight in through the city gate. See, even when the wall collapsed, there were still steps needed to be took. You still had to step into your new prospect, into your new land. <laughs> the obstacle was out the road, but the walking still needed to be done. The church is really good at shouting loud at things that stand in our way. And sometimes they fall down, but we fail to take possession of the land. We need to take possession of the land. Sometimes we have a picture that God is some kind of slot machine. Well, we put our prayer in, we pull the handle, and out comes the answer. You ask Isabel, that's not how it works. You become a prayer. So if I can pray constantly, I have to become a prayer. If I don't pray on all times and on all occasions, I have to become a prayer. Huh. The breakthrough is not in the shout, but in the steps. It's in the alignment that follows God's plan that he has spoken and declared. Then we will see the walls come down. Sometimes, a um, little joke for you, to lighten the atmosphere a bit, because I'm going to get a bit heavy. Um, uh, did you hear about the guy who made the first microwave bed? You can get eight hours sleep in ten minutes. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It was a waste of time, huh? do with one of them it'll be really good but we, we have a bit of a mentality as that as Christians haven't we oh God sort my relationships out oh God sort out my finances oh God oh God oh God God's going to have empowered you to live out a good life I've empowered you to overcome your circumstances and your dividing walls. Just come into alignment in oneness with me and in oneness with others and you'll see the walls come down. I believe it with all my heart. You see, Joshua knew where it was because, listen what it says, in, go back to chapter 1. It says, Moses, your servant, is now dead. Then all of these people, get all of these people ready to cross the Jordan River, into the land I'm about to give them. I will give you every place where your foot steps, just as I promised Moses. You see, Joshua, when he got to the wall, he understood a few chapters back when God spoke to him, and he says, God's promised me that if I come in line with him, he's going to give me the land. It's a done deal. So these walls might look thick and we might not think we can't penetrate them but I'm standing on the word of God which says these walls have to come down because I'm in alignment with his word. 
<laughs> I'm not put off by the walls because God's spoken into my life. And you know, Joshua knew what it was to walk out step by step by step because he had 40 years of it in the wilderness. He'd cut his teeth. He'd done his time. He knew the hard times. The power is not a, in the shout, but it's in the steps. Amen. I'm telling you. Huh. Step in is more difficult than shouting. Joshua learned how to step in the wilderness. He learned for 40 years in the desert. He just kept stepping. They got out of bondage, but that breakthrough was beyond these walls. Can you imagine that? 40 years in a desert, and then suddenly you come across these impenetrable walls. Joshua just kept taking steps and being faithful and being aligned with what God had planned for his life. Fulfilling the dream. Psalm 37, 23 says this. It says, The Lord makes firm the steps of those who delight in him. Every time we take a step forward, we're moving from something. <laughs> Think about it. So if I decide to take a step forward away from a toxic relationship, I'm moving towards healthy relationship. But it requires me to take a step. It requires you to take a step. God said to Joshua, be strong and courageous because he knew he needed to be strong and courageous. And you will lead these people into the inheritance. One step at a time. Step by step. I'm going to finish in a minute, but I want to, I, I want to emphasize. I've talked a bit about Joshua and I've talked a bit about alignment. I would have loved to have done more of this, but it, as, we, as we look at how when God has spoken, we come in line with that in oneness. We see the glory of God displayed and right the way throughout your Bible, right throughout your Bible, there's evidence of this. Um, you know, when Jesus turned the water into wine, he said to the servants, go fill these jars. You see, so, when, when Noah built the ark, he built it to a plan. It's, it's honest, it's there in your Bibles. He built it to a plan. God showed him an exact plan. It took Moses a long time, but step by step by step, he was in alignment with the word of God. And he's seen, eventually we've seen the ark built. Time and time again, we see it in the New Testament. But we've got to get rid of this mentality of microwave. Listen, I believe without a doubt that God could transform your life in a single instant. He's done it with me. He's done it with others. I'm not, that's not where I'm going with here. What I'm trying to say to you is, if we're going to build a culture of oneness, we're going to have to step into it day by day by day by day by day. It's a conscious choice. It's a conscious choice 
to step into it. But I know this much, if we choose that choice, if each of us together choose that choice, there's a corporate anointing that will descend upon us, that will set us up to see this region transformed. I think the only thing Amelia said at the end of it, everything's in there about Whitley Bay apart from the Bay Church. But actually the Bay Church has been massively involved in that. It's been hugely involved in the transformation of Whitley Bay. Hugely. And a lot of step by steps by steps by steps by steps by steps by steps. A lot of long hours, a lot of hard work. Hold on, on. this sounds like a really kind of works mentality. I don't know how you do work without working. I do plenty of praying, but I don't know how you do work without working. I, 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 listen, I'm not, I'm, I'm not working in a working mentality, but, but actually, you know, Joshua had 40 years in the wilderness. He had to remain faithful to the words God spoken over him. When he's seen the wall and the, the thickness of it and not able to penetrate it, he had to remain faithful. He had to take one step at a time. I believe that this church, I really do believe that this church can be a catalyst for this region. But have you seen how many they are? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many we are. It's the understanding of oneness when Jesus said, Father, that there be one like we're one. And then from here, we begin to see churches joining together. I don't know if you know, but Jesus didn't die for all the different denominations. He died for the church. And yeah, we can celebrate diversity and we can walk in that stuff and we can honor other churches and we should be doing all that. But there is only one church. There is only one God, one Father, one Lord, one baptism. There is only one church. There is. And it's the Holy Catholic Church. The universal church. Those people who are in. Jesus delights in our oneness. He showed me that, that this church is not only tolerant, because you can be tolerant, can't you? Or let's be tolerant with each other. That's not oneness. That's not oneness. That's not oneness. Let's not be tolerant with each other. Let's learn what it is to be at one with each other. Let's learn what it is to be, grab those awkward relationships and take a step into them. Maybe even laying aside your agenda to be proven right. Come on, church, I'm preaching good. But it's difficult, isn't it? Let's be honest, it's difficult. It's difficult because the first thing you want to do, you know, when you see a child put their finger in the fire, the first thing they do is pull it out. They go, not do that again. And this is where Nick's word earlier on comes in, that spirit of offense sticks with us, doesn't it? Well, I'm not speaking to them again. Do you know I've taken funerals of families who have not spoken to each other for 30 years? Do you know how sad that is? But actually in the church, in the church, it's horrific. 
And that's why Jesus' prayer hasn't been answered yet. But that's why I'm believing that our church, this church, the beer church, as we move forward step by step, ultimately to that, hopefully that apostolic hub down the line, as we move forward to that, we remain faithful in the alignment of his word. But we take steps to see it fulfilled. I love Joshua. I think he's a great guy. I think his faithfulness is amazing. I think his hard work was incredible. But he knew what it was to be in alignment with God. So what steps do you need to take this week? Because you can sit here today and you can listen to that and you can go, well, that's great, that Yeah, fantastic. Amen, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you going to give a shout? We can do all that. But what step are you going to take tomorrow? What step are you going to take today? How do you reach out to your neighbor? How do you fix the relationship? How do you begin to get your finances in order? <laughs> yeah, it's nitty gritty, isn't it? <laughs> it's nitty gritty because it requires steps. Not shouts. Requires steps. Has some of you got that? Has some of you dropped? Is that all right? I'm going to finish because I think some of you have got that glazed look. Right, is he done? So I have. I am done. I am done. Let's just tune in, wherever that is for you. But God, this sounds like hard work. But God, it sounds like I need to be determined. <laughs> so Father, for, for every single person in this room right here, right now today, who actually heard you say something about the next step, heard you say something, I pray uh, as Joshua did, that um, they'd be courageous. That they'd be very courageous and they'd be very bold and taking that step. That you, by your Holy Spirit, have spoken to them today. That, that the atmosphere of this room as they leave will not, will not diminish the word and therefore the action will not happen because we're not in this atmosphere, but, but your Holy Spirit will reinforce that which you have spoken today. Father, we, we repent and we say we're sorry for the times that we have spoken ill against others or against other churches. And we ask for your forgiveness again for that, Father. We pray that you would train our hearts to train our heads, to train our mouths, to train our steps. God, we thank you that in the oneness, in the oneness, your glory descends. 
And my prayer, Father, is that we get so much more into that place of oneness, that your glory cloud begins to fill this place and then this region. And then nobody can, can even do their duties because of the glory. Because of the glory. But God, we don't want to shout for glory. We want to step into it, God. We want to step into it. We want to, we want to make it happen. We want to work towards it. So I pray that you'd help us to be strong and be courageous. Be very courageous as we move forward, God. In alignment with your word and your purpose for us as a body. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.